You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. All right, let's take a look at how the markets fared today and some of the biggest movers and shakers. We speak to our market watcher, Gary Boyson. He's the portfolio manager at Rand Swiss. Gary, thank you very much for your time this evening. Perhaps let's start with the talk on everyone's lips in the business world, at least. Um, multi-choice rejecting Canal Plus's buyout. Why? And has this shifted the markets at all? <laughs> so, yeah, definitely an interesting story. So looking at a huge volatility in multi-choice's share price today, you know, after the announcement of the rejection, uh, I was actually listening to another analyst this morning saying that they felt that the 105 rand deal price was a little bit cheeky if you consider where multi-choice was mm. trading just a year ago. But uh, I think if you look at it, uh, the prospects of multi-choice, I can kind of see where Kernel Plus is coming from. You know, the streaming market is incredibly competitive. You've got the likes of Disney Plus, Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, all massive global companies with huge balance sheets. And for, for a South African player like MultiChoice to really compete on the international stage, you, you do need to team up with, with other international companies. So the idea of uh, you know, creating an African conglomerate, uh, you know, obviously with Kamal Plus, I think is fairly exciting. And I think just the fact that it is Kamal Plus that they're, they're potentially going to tie up with, that, uh, that adds a lot to the deal. So that, that would, would make the deal price higher. Um, without that deal, we can see where the share price was trading. I mean, we're down in the, the low 75 uh, region. But as I said, huge volatility today. A lot of people, I think, thinking that there could be a potentially a sweeter offer coming out because mm-hmm. uh, Canal Plus now does own 35% of the company. So they, there's a mandatory offer to shareholders that needs to be made. Um, so I think it's still a lot to go in the story, and we'll see how the, the negotiations pan out. Okay, it's not over yet. Let's take a look at non non rather from uh, payrolls and take a look from Friday at the rate cut expectation uh, changes in the Fed. Yeah, so a huge number on Friday, absolutely staggering. So, you know, we, we got a, the, the U.S. economy added 353,000 jobs in January. And it wasn't just a, you know, a huge beat on expectations. It was also the revision of the December number. as That revised up to 330,000 jobs added in December, which just shows that the U.S. labor market is incredibly strong. I think a lot of South Africans are hoping that we'll see some rate cuts coming from the U.S. Uh, that will take a little bit of pressure off the South African Reserve Bank as well, and we might see some rate cuts feeding into our economy as well. Uh, but with a labor market this strong, uh, it, it, it's, it's difficult <laughs> to, 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 to see where, where it's going to come from. So uh, we did see a, you know, a, big, a big change uh, you know, in the expectations, uh, the idea that we would see rates higher for, for longer. Um, you know, at the moment, looking at the, out of the March meeting, uh, you know, there's, there's almost no chance that, that the, the Fed is going to cut, or even Jerome Powell said, uh, you can expect around three rate cuts this year, and one of them won't be in March. So it's about an 86% chance there'll be no change. Uh, but if we look out of the May meeting, it now reverts to about a 60% chance we'll get the first cut from the Fed in May. And then there's still about a 93% chance looking at market pricing that we'll get the first cuts by, uh, by, June, by the June meeting. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, interesting. Definitely, but uh, yeah, anyone hoping for quick rate cuts uh, and potentially a weaker dollar uh, is not getting it. And we're seeing it playing out in the local currency as well. So the Rand dollar pair currently sitting at 19.07. So following that jobs number, just a massive blowout uh, as the dollar strengthened and the expectation of higher interest rates uh, you know, fed through the currency market. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we take a look more so at geopolitical, what do we call them? Is it tensions or geo- the geopolitical situation the United States finds it? itself in with the Red Sea, what is happening as well, what we're hearing coming out, the United States pairing with uh, the United Kingdom, wanting 
to protect, they say, the naval space. And so when we speak more so of the Fed decision, how much can we expect that to play a factor, if at all? Uh, well, you know, the price of monetary, like, I mean, monetary policy essentially controls the, the you know, it controls, uh, I suppose, the money supply, if you want to put it that way. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Fed doesn't have a growth mandate. You know, they, they can only affect things that they can affect. And, uh, you know, when you look at geopolitical tensions, I think it's, you know, they have to think about it in the context of inflation. Um, they can't think about it in, in the context of trying to improve the situation. You know, monetary policy is essentially a very blunt tool. And their mandate is full employment and, and price and that's really what they're focusing on. So, uh, if 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 that mandate of, of price stability and uh, and full employment could be impacted by geopolitical factors, they'll keep a very close eye on that. But you know, cutting interest rates is not going to solve the, the, the problems in the Middle East. Mm. So that that really comes down to the politicians in the U.S. Uh, more more than the the, the, the Fed governor and, and the Federal Reserve. Fair enough. Um, let's talk about the mining in Daba. It's day one of four today. I mean, this happens, what, every single year? So when we take a look more so at um, South Africa, thinking about playing in the renewable energy space, how important is this particular discussion this year? But I think it's very important, uh, you know, because it really gives us an opportunity to showcase our, our, our capabilities, you know, across the mining supply chain. And, uh, you know, if you look at, yeah, I think where the, the challenges have been in the past, it's really about regulatory uncertainty. When, you, when you're building a mine, uh, you know, let's say in South Africa, or you, you're funding exploration in South Africa, you need a huge degree of policy certainty. There's an enormous capital outlay um, to construct a mine, and, and the payoff really comes a long way down the line. So you need to be sure that if you're investing this, this level of, of, of capital, that, that you're going to see your return and, and that the rules aren't going to change. And I think the mining dollar is really an opportunity for, for South Africa to, to put that on display and, and to clarify some things. At, at the moment, if you look at what we're attracting in terms of uh, you know, global funding around exploration, we attract less than 1% of, of, of global funding, which is which is very, very poor. And there's all sorts of reasons for this. I mean, we, mm. we have the president obviously talking about uh, you know the mining rights system and, and trying to fast-track that to get through the backlog uh, so that we can have mining rights allocated. Um, that's incredibly important discussions because the mining sector can be a fantastic employer in South Africa and through beneficiation really can uplift communities. But I think this is the opportunity to make you know announcements to seek foreign investment, which we so desperately need beneficiation that is the also um, a big political talking point right and so what has this allowed um for this to have happened i mean we're in 2024 already sorry i don't understand the question so when we speak of beneficiation and how it's going to impact communities or help communities um when you listen to the president's pronouncements he's always talking about well we shouldn't take our mineral resources, more so the raw ones outside of the country. We should refine it ourselves, speaking of beneficiation. And so what what has stalled beneficiation from becoming a reality in a country like South Africa? Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's, it's an interesting point because you, you can point to the technical skills and the need for partnerships, um, you know, with, with global players. And that, that's incredibly important. You know, if, you, if you're not extracting the mineral resources, the communities are not going to benefit. Mm. Uh, the minerals will literally stay under, under the ground. Um, I think it's more complex than that because it really a, a lot of focus has, put, uh, has been put on the regulatory uncertainty. It, it's been putting, uh, put on the, the 3,000 applications that haven't put it through the... Um, 
uh, essentially the mining rights system at the moment. And if, if you're not issuing the mining rights, you, you can't, you're not taking the first step in a much longer process. If you bring in the miners, you, you, you get the mines working, then there's more opportunity to then refine the minerals locally. And of course, you know, another big hindrance will be, you know, the, the power situation. So, mm-hmm. you, know, it's, you know, many of the smelters are incredibly, you know, energy, um, you know, huge energy users. But at the same time, with the right partners, I mean, many mines will go off grid. You know, they'll build big solar plants. Like when you have policy certainty, you have the ability to tr- attract people with the highest skills internationally and, and really develop the systems that you need for, for, for people to benefit. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take a look at uh, PMI figures quickly. Uh, PMI, yeah. So we had uh, SAPMI figures out today. Uh, showed a slight uh, decline in, in private sector performance. So this is this you know, PMI reading of below 50 indicates a contraction. Uh, so we came in at 49.2 today. Um, yeah, uh, previous previous month we had 49, so two months of contraction. But it is a very very volatile number. So so you know, all over the place. Um, yeah, and I think some of this has been just, uh, you know, there, there's been a reduction in new orders from abroad, um, and there has been, a, a, I suppose, a, a lessening of global demand. Uh, but at the same time, there has a huge disruption in shipping as well. So, I mean, the issues around the Durban ports, for example, mm-hmm. are weakening this number. And uh, you know, if we can get through that problem, you, you will probably see the number pick up. Oi. Gary, thank you so much for your contribution this evening. Gary Boyson is the Portfolio Manager of Rand Swiss at Rand Swiss, I beg your pardon. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.